the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferenc Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferenc at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferenc Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferenc, and I've been sharing what I think, well, it is. It's one of the most important documents ever in the history of our country. We just passed the anniversary of it recently, and that is Common Sense by Thomas Paine. This was a pamphlet that took the country by storm, and it really shaped the thinking of the revolution and the idea that independence from the king was something that should be considered. It led to the Declaration of Independence six months later. It led to all the things that allowed us to have this amazing system that we have, the freedoms that we have opportunity to enjoy all these years, and of course these freedoms that have been under threat, just like the Founding Fathers foresaw. They discussed a lot of these th- very things. It's amazing how a lot of people say, oh, it's, it's old history, it's wet. No, these were some brilliant people. There's some knocks on them. That's the challenge. You know, I get people who say, well, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll try to challenge it because, you know, they were slaveholders and things like this. Well, first of all, I would say to that point, I would challenge you to find a country in 1776. I would challenge you to find a country that did not have slavery or that had people were free. I don't think it existed. I'm pretty well versed in that. There may have been one or two, but I do not believe in that time that even existed. Why is that so important? You have to place yourself in the time and the place. Again, the idea of being independent from a king was unfathomable for most people. It was a very, very radical idea. Why? It isn't to us now, looking back, but to them at that time, throughout all of human history, you take any time frame, any civilization, it doesn't matter. There was a strong man in charge. There was a king, a dictator, a ruler of some sort, almost consistently for thousands and thousands of years. You look at the Chinese, the, the dynasties, they had thousands of years of different dynasties, and each of those were, in essence, kings, emperors, whatever you want to call them. So the idea of being independent of a king was, it, it couldn't be imagined having freedom from that and, and, and abolishing slavery. Really, you know, there were some people, even the founders, who had slaves like Jefferson and Washington who were openly discussing abolishing slavery. Now think about how radical that was itself at that time frame. It would be like if today you had all your your big tech leaders, your 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 Musks and your the leaders at you know Google and Microsoft and all these different places basically saying, you know, technology is bad. It's addicting and you know there is a lot lot of studies that show that and we think it's a really bad idea for you to use our technology, they'd be cutting their own throats, obviously. 
And these slave owners, these Virginia slave owners at the time, what stating that, were doing exactly that. It was such a radical idea, a revolutionary idea, to even discuss it, knowing that was your primary source of economic, you know, economic existence, and to say there needed to be something to done about it was radical. But the aspirational documents of the Declaration, when it states that all men are created equal, obviously at the time, not all men were treated equally. There were some that were enslaved and etc. Not all men were, women couldn't vote, for example. Landowner, white male landowner, you, that, you, those were the only people that could vote initially. But if you look at the history, history of the country and the aspiration that we, we've moved more and more towards equality and freedom, more and more people getting the right to vote, for example. There were long, hard fights over those kinds of things, of course. But it, the country did continue to aspire to the right direction, and that's something to be proud of, not to denigrate. I find it so incredibly frustrating when I see people denigrating that. And then you get the other idea, the other part of the idea. It's amazing. In, a, in our very first foundational document, I find it truly astonishing that right after the laying out the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and then right after that, it states that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish it. That's just an amazing, revolutionary statement right there. And it's right there in the Declaration. The second paragraph, folks, it's not hiding. Many of the criticisms in Common Sense, Thomas Paine, which I encourage you to read, but it's important to understand, they ring true today. You know, a government against the people, in spite of the people, is opposing the people. And here, I'll give you one more. This is from James Madison. He stated, war should only be declared by the authority of the people, whose toils and treasures are to support its burdens, instead of the government, which is to reap its fruits. He also went on and stated, each generation should be made to bear the burden of its own wars, instead of carrying them on to the expense of other generations. They're saying, look, if you want to go to war, fine, but you should pay for it. He even went on further and stated, each generation should not only bear its own burdens, but also the taxes to pay for that war. I mean, think about it. These are the ideas. These are the thoughts of the founders. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had some of those thoughts in our leadership today? We've gotten so far away from that, and that's the problem. We don't have constitutionalists. We don't have people that are mostly focusing on the founding aspirational principles of our country life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and if the government gets in the way, it needs to be altered or abolished. Most Americans, the vast majority of Americans today, are against the open border. We're getting overrun by illegal immigration. Also, most Americans, the vast majority, are against more money for Ukraine. Now, why is the border still open? Why is money still being sent to Ukraine? Well, it's really quite simple. It benefits Democrats and rhinos administration, bureaucracy, and big business. Those are the people calling the shots. They're not the representatives, the elected folks. They're not representing you or I or the vast majority of Americans. What's our recourse? Well, stop voting the same way, folks. You have an opportunity to remove these people 
and alter our government as the de- as the Declaration of Independence states. You see, I don't know about you, but I don't need a government telling me what car I can drive or what appliance I can own. You know, they've been attacking gas stoves and dishwashers and heat and everything else. It's ridiculous. And frankly, if the government was smaller and less powerful and focused on its constitutional responsibilities, you know, not we would have more freedom. Also, by the way, folks, we would have more money. You know why? Because we'd be taxed a lot less. We're overburdened on taxes because we have an overbearing government trying to do too many things that it has no constitutional authority to do. Why does it do it? We've allowed it. We need to stop that. There would be far less waste. There's no question our federal government is a massively, massively wasteful. Unwinnable wars would not be funded. Ukraine would not be funded if we had a smaller and more focused government on what it's supposed to be doing. Also, the border would be secure if it was focused on its constitutional duties. One of the primary responsibilities of any government is to protect its citizens. I mean, frankly, if a government doesn't protect its citizens, what do you need a government for? It needs to be altered or abolished, as stated in the Declaration of Independence. Again, we have an opportunity to alter it because we have an election year. Anyone who has not adamantly opposed the open border needs to be replaced, folks. I don't care. They need to be replaced. They're not doing their job. Any representative who's supporting more money to Ukraine needs to be replaced, folks. Support and vote for someone else. Let's replace these people. Let's get rid of these people that are going that are going down a path that most Americans don't want to go. They're not representing us. By the way, if we did that, we'd send a massive message to Washington, and they would wake up. They would pay attention if they felt like their jobs were at risk. Also, our society would be safer because we wouldn't have all these illegals run, uh, roaming around. It'd be better and happier for most Americans, for most citizens. If you re- people, a lot of people struggle to understand why, why things have gotten so bad, our economy, our society, the government, the things that our government is doing. It's again, we have a government that is ruling against the people, in spite of the people, and opposing the people instead of the other way around, instead of by for the people. Well, here's I saw this and I said this is a a great analogy. This might help some people really understand what is going on in D.C. So let's say, for example, you had a hundred people working in a bank, and they're all stealing money from that bank, and they all know each other are stealing money from the bank, and yet none of them are saying anything about it. No one's reporting the the theft. Then a new president, the stockholders, the board, whatever, gets fed up. So they bring in a new president to clean, to fix the bank from being mismanaged, to clean up the mess, right? So the 100 people that are stealing, by the way, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to do anything and everything to stop that new president from ending their racket. Folks, that's exactly what's going on in the D.C. swamp right now. Your Democrats, almost to a person, your rhinos, absolutely. There's about half of the Republicans are rhinos, or probably even a little more than that. 
So the reality is 75 to 80% of our representatives are stealing from, the, from us, the individual people, and benefiting themselves, not the people, not the folks they're supposed to be representing. We need to replace that 75, 80%. It could be higher, but boy, imagine if we could replace most of those this fall. Would that send a message? You better believe it would send a message. And that also is the reason why they're so against Trump. You love Trump or hate him, that doesn't really matter. He's that turnaround president that wants to go in and clean up the mess. Look, he, I criticized him myself that he didn't drain the swamp as he stated he would the first time. I believe absolutely, wholeheartedly, he will clean the swamp up a heck of a lot more than he did the first term. That's why I'm primary reason why I, I support him. Now, I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned. I've got a lot of other information to share, but that was some couple of big picture items, I really issues I wanted to really get off my chest and share, and I thought it was so important. Stay tuned to the rest of the show. I've got a lot more stuff I think you're going to find very interesting and will affect your money today. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferentz at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferentz Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. Well, I've been discussing Thomas Paine, Common Sense, the Declaration of Independence, really, really important stuff. And some of the things that we as Americans need to understand. But there's some encouraging things going on, too, bringing us back to our roots. What's what's the aspirational aspiration of this country? Life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness is a state in the in the Declaration bringing back the land of opportunity instead of creating a land of dependency, as I always often share. Well, you know what? Some common sense is starting to come back. And I love this. And I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Carol Swain. She is a very distinguished scholar, and she uses some common sense. Highly educated person using common sense is pretty uncommon. But here's a point she makes, and I love this. So here's her statement. What is an election denier? I don't know a single person who denies elections took place on November 3rd, 2020. I thought that's funny. Of course, there was an election in in November 2020. She goes, I do know plenty of election questioners who believe election irregularities trumped election integrity under the COVID-inspired processes it governed. That is a powerful statement. Election questioners. I love that. The media has tried to use this idea of media uh, election deniers to denounce people and attack people and all that kind of stuff. But word, words mean something, and she's using words very deliberately, very, very adroit, really. I love it. I love it. And just like with Common Sense with Thomas Paine in 1776 made a massive difference in the thought process of the country. Words mean things. Words have power. I was talking about the power of the pen is stronger than the power of the sword. 
the right ideas, it's true. Education is the key. That's why I share so many of these things that I do. And I do because so many people got away from it. They don't even realize what's in the Declaration or the Constitution. Many people have never heard of things. uh, I find it sad. They've never heard of Common Sense by Thomas Paine. Or if they have, they barely know anything about it. And, folks, that's to our detriment as citizens. This is what our government wants. They want us to be uneducated, useful idiots, okay? That is truly what they want us to be. And, by the way, if you really want to go deeper, there's, there's something called, uh, a document called The Two Treatises of Government by John Locke. This was written, I believe, in 1764. George Washington called John Locke the greatest person who ever lived, Interesting. George Washington was the father of our country and a pretty well-respected person still. George Washington thinks John Locke was one of the greatest people who ever lived. Most people have no idea even who he is or have ever read his, his, his book or whatever you want to call it, pamphlet, Two Treatises of Government. Look, I'll be honest with you. It's a tough read I mean, because it's in like, well, for us, Old English. And it's like 450 pages. Let me tell tell you straight up. But you should at least have an idea what it is and what it's about. At least you should understand the Cliff Notes version. Okay? If you really want to understand the re, Why did our founders write the Declaration? Why did they really go to war against England and want independence? Most people don't know. They don't understand the aspiration of our country and the inspiring words, that's why I was sharing some of those in the previous segments, that can inspire a country and inspire people. And that's what we need more of, not less of. So here's some, uh, here's some other give you idea of, of an overbearing, overzealous government that needs to be altered or abolished, as the Declaration states. So Anthony Fauci, yeah, we all know who Fauci is. Uh, he basically recently just admitted that the social distancing was not based on science. It just kind of just appeared, sort of appeared. So they, our government went crazy going, focusing on staying six feet away and all this social distancing and all this other junk, and there's no science behind it whatsoever. It's just something that kind of appeared, and then they just pursued it relentlessly. I don't know about you, but that's just, that's just, a, that's, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, that's just ridiculous. Now, here's a little bit of good news. You know, the Biden administration, as I stated earlier in other shows, has been attacking, you know, dishwashers and gas stoves and appliances and all this stuff. Well, this is really good. Uh, they, they got a major blow in appeals court. It's a huge win for consumers, especially lower-income consumers. And, and the ironic thing about it is, is in court, they were able to show that these low, high-efficiency dishwashers and various things like this, they use less water, but they often force consumers to run multiple cycles or manually hand-wash dishes because they just don't work. And by the way, that leads to more overall energy and water use. So in other words, they're not very effective, and it, because people happen to run them multiple times, it defeats the whole purpose. I don't need a government telling me what what washing machine I can buy. I don't know about you, but I don't think that's right. It's certainly not in the Constitution. Anybody involved with that just needs to be replaced, or not replaced, removed, okay? We don't need a Department of 
bureaucrats telling us what kind of dishwashers to buy. But I love it when they were court came up. These arbitrary washing machine regulations are unlawful, ineffective, and absolutely ridiculous. There, he's exactly correct. I love it. So the Department of Energy lost a big court case. The fact that that even had to go to court, the fact that our government was pursuing those kinds of stupid policies, inflicting more economic pain, more difficulty to Americans, why are we putting up with this? Now, I went to court and got resolved. That's all great. I appreciate that. But the reality is the fact that we allow these people to even exist to do those jobs, really get rid of them, replace those departments, eliminate those departments. Enough already. This government is too big, too overzealous, too much in our face, interfering with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And like I said before several times in the Declaration, and I quote, we the people have the right to alter or abolish that type of government that does that. We want to do it legally, lawfully. I'm not, I'm not recommending any violence or anything like that. But we just, you know, it's ridiculous. Stop putting up with it. Just laugh in their face and say, go away. And we need to elect people in there that will get rid of these bureaucrats that are just, irritating the crap out of people and causing us costing us more money it's ridiculous we're paying these people they're supposed to work for us not the other way around how about that let's try that for a little while give you an idea how ridiculous things can get i saw this from canada so i just it's not here yet but you know what i hope it never gets here the canadian police are now warning that posting videos of alleged package thieves could be a violation of their privacy are you freaking kidding me? So these apparently there's some, it's become uh, commonplace, the porch pirates, as we all know, stealing packages from video because a lot of people have the ring, you know, ring video, door, you know, doorbell videos and stuff like that. And I guess it's become commonplace to post these things online, these videos. And they're saying they could be interfering with their right to privacy. Uh, excuse me, when you break the law, you lose your rights. Hello, stop putting up with this stuff. We need to step up and say, you know what? That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Give me a break. Fix it. Or we need to do something, replace it. Anyone that supports that kind of stuff, you're an idiot. I mean, call it like it is, man. Come on. Where are the men? I guess that's a that's a good question. And there's a lot of strong women out there too. I Gosh, dude, guys, I'm, I'm, come on, guys. We're the men. Just call it out like it is. Are you tired of this crap? Did you lose all your testosterone? You know, testosterone is not, it's not toxic masculinity. Being a man is not being toxic. I'm a man. I'm masculine. I have testosterone. I'm proud of it. And guess what? My wife likes it too. Most women do. I don't, I'm not abusive or anything, but. You know, real women want strong men, real men. I'm sorry, but that's a fact. And I know it's not politically correct, but give me a freaking break. I'm getting really tired of the stupidity that I see around me. Yeah, I talked about this in a previous show about, you know, the men competing in women's sports. Where are the dads? I've got two teenage daughters. Now, thankfully, they're not into sports. 
But I can assure you, I guarantee you, my girls would not be competing against men. I would make sure of that, and I would raise a freaking stink. I would probably be on the news, okay, or whatever, but my point is I would not put up with it. That's what a dad does. He protects his daughters. He protects his family. You know what, folks? Guys, that's what a man does. Be a man, okay? Let's see some men out there. I'm getting tired of these panty waist, pansy-ass people. Does that make sense? I mean, is that real enough for you? And maybe this will offend some people. I understand. But I'm getting, a, I'm getting fed up. And I hope some of you are too, and you're going to stand up for something. If you see something going on, you stand up for it and don't just let it happen. Or we see these things all the time. We're just getting videoed. Let's stop putting up with stupidity. Okay, please. Now, of course, a lot of this comes from media. The media has done an amazing job of propaganda. And I saw this recently, and I thought, man, that really kind of puts things in perspective. See, the media, there's a lot of different channels and different sources of media out there, and people think there's a lot of choice, and the reality is there's not. In fact, there's something like around 1,500 newspapers in the United States, and about 1,100 magazines. There's over 9,000 radio stations, 15, roughly 1,500 TV stations, and about 2,400 publishers. Actually, 90% of them are owned by six corporations. These six corporations are, are an oligarchy that are dominating the news, what you're getting fed, the propaganda, whatever their agenda is. And sadly, right now, most of them, the legacy media, are all have the same agenda. They want to have you have less power and them have more. It's that simple, folks. If you just heard my rant on men, you'll understand what I said. Nobody out or telling me what to say or do, or not say, I should say, and I'm blessed that way. I've been canceled, by the way. I was on a station in Seattle, and I was canceled. You know why? They told me, quote, unquote, I was too conservative and got complaints. Well, you know what? Sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way, and you can't hear another point of view. Your point of view isn't strong enough that you can't even stand listening, having another point of view. But here's the funny part. How did it affect me? It didn't. In fact, within a week, my syndicators found a different station with more listeners. So it was a better situation, and I was back on the air in Seattle. So there you go. Don't be so afraid of being canceled. It's happened to me personally. Speak your mind. Share your heart. Be real. Be yourself. There's my message. Stay tuned. The last segment, I'll cover those of some financial stuff. I know I've gotten off track, but I need to do that. I promise I'll get there. Don't miss it. Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferens Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferens at 866 866- 268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferenc Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. I guess I've been on a roll today. We've talked about, uh, discussed the Declaration of Independence where states, uh, if the government interferes with our rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, it needs to be altered or abolished. Hey, it's not me. That's in the Declaration. Read it. And then I just went on a rant about where are the men in this world. It's a little frustrating, but uh, if you missed it, go to yourpersonalbank.com. You can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows anytime you want. 
If you want more information, you want help on, I'm going to focus on some financial stuff here. You want to help on how to navigate this. It seems like everything's upside down. This crazy chaotic world we're in right now and how to thrive in it. Like I said, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. I'll help you with that. Here's a truly depressing achievement. The United States has now hit record $34 trillion in national debt, which, by the way, that's the more than the value of China, Japan, Germany, India, and the U.K. Com- economies combined. Think about that a minute. Those are the, what, next five, I believe, largest economies in the world. We owe more in debt than those next five countries' combined GDP. I've been ranting about this, not for years, for decades. Our government has a spending problem. It's spending too much money. And who is doing it? The representatives that are up there in charge. Whose fault is it? Ours. We voted them in, and we keep voting them in. We need to replace these people. It's that simple. Every representative, every congressperson is up for re-election. Keep that in mind. They have created, and this is both parties, by the way. This isn't just one party. Look at their voting record. If they're in office and they voted for excess spending, in other words, spending over what the government brings in, they need to be replaced. Otherwise, we are going to continue having more and more debt. Why is that a problem? (laughs) It's really quite simple. It creates inflation. It's the number one cause of inflation. Guess who gets to pay for all of that? You and I. Every single person who buys food, who lives in a house, or drives a vehicle, or does anything else for that matter, and I'm going to venture to say that's just about everyone, gets to pay more for those items because the cost of those items go up. Why? The government keeps printing money that they don't have, creating more and more debt, which creates more and more inflation, which means things continue to go up and up in price. Prices have not come down. The Biden administration has discussed this repeatedly. While the rate of inflation is less, yes, it's lower than it used to be, part for two reasons. One, they had such high inflation last year, up to 9% annually. The rate of inflation has gone down as low as three in the threes, but it's still increasing. And it's increasing. Here's the thing you need to understand. If something costs $100 and then you have 9% inflation and now costs $109, and then when you have 3% inflation on top of that, it's 3% of the 109, not the 100. In other words, it continues increasing at an increasing rate. Even though the rate of inflation slows down, the price increases continue. That's what we're dealing with. And if we don't stop this soon, we are going to get into a situation that becomes uncontrollable. I've seen this glossed over many times. The new president of Argentina, who has radically cutting government spending. Kudos to him. I'm jealous. He's cut government jobs, entire departments. That's exactly what we need to do. Last year, Argentina, the second largest economy in South America, had 143% inflation. 
in one year. Now, I'm not saying the United States is Argentina, but can we learn some lessons from that? If we continue the way we're going, the answer is yes. And, folks, a lot of people, you need, you need to understand, it's going to happen sooner than you probably realize. As this article here talks about, with government debt topping $34 trillion, America's on a financial road to ruin. Hey, that's not me saying it. I agree with it. I'm not being a doomsdayer here. This can be fixed. That's the beauty of it. Our economy and our country is so strong. That's sort of our strength and our weakness, if you will. We are so strong, people are still like la-la land, saying, eh, everything's fine, we'll be fine. The problem is it causes a lot of people to be lulled into a sense of complacency, and they realize that they think it's not that big a deal. No, it's becoming more and more critical. The good news is our economy is so strong, we could turn this around and fix it with a relatively minimal price or cost or economic cost, relatively low amount of pain. But, folks, we've got to turn the ship around. The government has to stop spending more than it makes. Any representative that votes for government spending over what it receives needs to be replaced this fall. Find a representative in the primaries. I talked about this last week's show Support them. Get the vote out efforts. If you haven't heard of a guy named Scott Pressler, look him up. I've met him personally. He is leading get out the vote efforts across the country, trying to get conservatives and Republicans elected so that this country can be turned around. Already given up. I'm sorry. Get out of the way. This is where we live. We need to step up and make a difference. Things have allowed to go along far too long, being complacent, just letting these representatives run amok and do whatever the heck they want to do and create $34 trillion in debt, which is a record. We have more debt. We have as much debt GDP now as we had at, at the end of World War II. You know, World War II, there was a reason to have debt. We were in a massive war. This is stupid that we have this debt now. We're not in any of that kind of stuff. And anything that costs money, like sending money to Ukraine, is beyond ridiculous when you have this level of debt. We need to cut it out. Here's another point about all this I'm going to say. Here's the thing. This is what we need to change. When Republicans have power, they like to cut taxes but are loath to cut public spending. Look, you can cut taxes. That's fine. But you need to cut spending along with it. When Democrats are in control, they like to increase spending to push their social agenda. Sorry, folks. We've got debt. We're broke. No more spending. Both parties need to recognize no more. We ain't got any more money. We're broke. In fact, we're worse than broke. We're in debt. You and I understand that. If any of us in our personal finances, anything like that, if our household finances looked like the government's, we'd be in major big-time trouble. We get it. We would have to budget. We'd have to cut back dramatically. And we'd have to work out some kind of payment plan to start paying back the debt that we incurred, the, the debt that we racked up. But you know what? Our federal government needs to come to, a, come to Jesus' moment and wake up, smell the coffee, and realize the same thing and fix this problem. And there, there's only one way they're going to do it, and that's us, the American voters, the American people, need to get them to do it. We need to 
stick their nose in it and force them to fix this problem. We need to get aggressive. We need to get active. We need to get involved. We have to contact our congresspeople. We have to support candidates that will replace these people that keep voting us into financial ruin. We need to replace those folks. And what if we had 100 or 200 new representatives this fall who are financially responsible? Oh, my gosh, that would be a revolution. And it would be a renaissance of freedom. That is exactly what we need. These things are not stuff that I'm saying. I'm not being a fear monger here. I'm just, I'm just stating the facts, man. Hopefully, some people wake up to the realization of this stuff. You need to protect yourself. You need to diversify your portfolio. You need to have some guaranteed funds. You need to create a tax-free bucket of money. It's not just me saying this stuff. Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan Chase's CEO, he's, he's stating the U.S. economy is starting to look more like the 1970s. Because of the record levels of debt, the inflation, the uh, energy problems, the stuff we have, this stuff is going to come down the pike. I don't know when. I don't know exactly when it's going to hit us. No one knows. People are struggling. Budgets are getting stretched to the limit. In fact, the, the Federal Reserve just came out with an article here stating disappointing news on retirement savings, so, seeing some of the lowest levels of retirement savings from almost every income group that's out there. They're seeing record amounts of folks needing to access, taking hardship distributions from IRAs and 401ks. Folks, people don't do this by accident. They do it because they're hurting. And also, this Newsweek article just came out stating, Americans sound alarm about not being able to pay rent. You know, housing costs have gone up through the roof. And it's now time discussing where a large percentage, something like 31% of Gen Z are still living with their parents, and 27% say they can't afford rent. This is some of the highest numbers we've ever seen. Folks, this is not good economic information. This is not going to lead to good economic times. I, I know the stock market's been great. I get it. And it, this last year, it was phenomenally, it was phenomenal, unexpectedly so by most economists. I get it. Okay. How much longer is this going to ride? The economists don't think very much longer. If you're not protecting yourself, diversifying, reducing your market risk, reducing your tax liability, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm just encouraging you. You got to proceed with caution. You need to have a plan. You can't just do the things you've been doing. It's I get this all the time. I hear I hear this all the time. Well, I've heard the interest rates are going to go back down soon. Yeah, that's what Wall Street wants to see happen. I've seen other articles talking about they're being delusional. They're not listening to the Federal Reserve. I'm watching and listening to what they're actually saying. And that's not what they're saying. And these some of these economic numbers, in fact, inflation went up a little bit again this last month. Job numbers are starting to struggle. If they continue doing that, which is what most people believe is going to happen, most economists, Federal Reserve is not going to be dropping rates anytime soon. We'll see what happens. But these things aren't going to be great for the stock market and all that. I'm just saying, diversify. Your personal bank can do that. Reduce your tax liability. Government's got all-time debt. They're going to be looking for ways to raise revenues. One of those ways is to raise taxes on all kinds of stuff. We'll see what happens. 
create a tax-free bucket of money. It doesn't matter what they decide to do. You see my point. It creates opportunities, protection for you, and allows you to thrive. Contact me for more information at yourpersonalbank.com. And as always, stay tuned. Next week's show, I'll have some more great information for you. And as long as it's on our money, in God we trust. Listen Tuesdays at noon and Saturdays at 1 to the Your Personal Bank Show for more information. Contact Ferris at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guests of this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Some products discussed may have limitations and not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. For current rates, contact Ferentz at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz Toth. In an era of chaos, confusion, and craziness, Ferentz is a voice for common sense. As a financial literacy educator, speaker, and entrepreneur, Ferentz cuts through the noise to help us understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Now, here's Ferentz Toth. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferentz. In the last show and in several previous ones, I have been discussing the need for a rebirth of freedom, a 1776 moment, if you will. In fact, at that time, the revolution was in its infancy. The Lexington and Concord had already happened. George Washington was leading the colonial army against the British in Boston in the winter of 1775 into 1776. But something significant in January of 1776 happened that changed, really shaped the thinking of the colonies, of the country, and the revolution itself. Common Sense, like I said, published in January of 1776, was one of the American all-time bestsellers. Something like one in five Americans purchased it. Everyone was talking about it. It was, it was, the, it was a buzz. It was the topic of conversation in the country at the time. The pamphlet, what it did is it expressed a radical democratic spirit. It encouraged everyone to evaluate the case for independence. You see, independence from a king was a highly, highly innovative idea at the time. You have to understand, throughout human history, we've kind of lost sight of this. We've been blessed with over 200 years of democracy, and democracy has flourished in many parts of the world as a result. But at that time, there was no democracies to speak of. Throughout human history, it had been dominated by strongmen, really, You had kings and dictators, rulers of every kind you can imagine. Almost all of human history did not matter the civilization, the continent. No matter where you went, strongmen, rulers, dominated government. Even the Roman Senate was not like the Senate we know of today. For example, the Roman Senate was not elected. You were not elected to the Roman Senate. It was actually made up of a number of elites, an oligarchy, if you will. In fact, today's government scenario, the the situation that we're dealing with right now, probably represents more of Rome and Rome's Senate than 
an oligarchy like I've discussed in previous shows where we have the ruling class, quote-unquote, against the rest of the country, against the people. The key point about common sense, the pamphlet, one of the statements in it was, we have it in our power to begin the world over again. See, the view that Thomas Paine had when he wrote this is there was a unique opportunity in human history for the United States, the colonies, the British colonies at that point, to break free from the grip, control of the English king and create a new government, one of the people, by the people, for the people, one that would actually have the people's voice and they would have some control about their future and their destiny. It was truly, truly a revolutionary idea. The colonists grabbed onto that idea and it spread like wildfire. It was truly a unique moment. It was truly a revolutionary moment. It was truly a progressive moment, if you will. It was revolutionary. It wasn't conservative. It's funny how today conservatives are always blamed for wanting to be boring and keep things the way they were. The American Revolution was truly a revolution and a revolutionary idea. And again, I think most people have really lost sight of how revolutionary it really was. Common sense, the ideas in the common sense pamphlet led directly to the Declaration of Independence six months later. This statement at the beginning of the Declaration, which is an aspirational statement, that's what Jefferson stated. This is what we as a country as a people, as a government, should aspire to. It wasn't meant to be something that was perfect. They understood it wasn't perfect. There were problems. I'll discuss that in a minute. But this was the aspirational, uplifting and encouraging. And I'm going to share, for example, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, Folks, that's inspiring, that's encouraging, that's uplifting. In fact, for anyone to attack that or denigrate that has to make you wonder what kind of person that is. What kind of person would want anyone to deny anyone that they were created equal or endowed by their creator with inalienable rights? And anyone that would want to deny life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. See, that's so frustrating. To me, it's just so frustrating because... Anyone who attacks that, denigrates that, they have ulterior motives. They don't want you to be aspirational. See, mankind, there's a desire, there's a drive within mankind that exists. And to deny that is to deny reality. You can feed that or you can push it down. Those that want to push it down typically, again, are the strong men of the world, the the dictators, the ones that want more control in a more direct manner. It's kind of like the bullies in school. They're the ones that want impose their will and fear through fear and other means on everyone else. But to be aspirational is to stand up to that bully. In fact, the declaration even goes there. It even goes on in the next statement. It says that to secure these rights, the governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. In other words, from the people. The power comes from the people. And then here it goes on and talks about that very thing, that bully, that overarching, overpowering government. 
It says that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. The point is it's, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish it if government becomes interferes with life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness. When government gets too powerful and takes over people's lives and interferes with our, their, our lives, one of our, our first founding document as a country states it's the right of the people to alter or abolish it. This is not my statements. This is in the Declaration of Independence in the first, second, third paragraph. I encourage people to read the Declaration. It's an easy read. Only can, and then the Constitution, we discuss that so often. People ask me, where, where do I stand politically? Politically, I'm a constitutionalist because the Constitution is more about the how-to document, how to run government, what the powers are of the government, what it should do and what it should not do, like in Article 10 of the Constitution, which is in the Bill of Rights, the supreme law of the land, the powers that it states. It's a very simple amendment. It's one sentence. I believe one of the most powerful sentences in any government document, and it states, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. In other words, there's a list of things in the Constitution it states that the government is responsible for. Things like commerce, security, like border security, military, stuff like that. It goes on and says, if it's not listed, it's not the federal government's job. Those are reserved to the states or the people, which means smaller, more uh, direct forms of government could mean cities, counties, or even individual people. Division of power, it's a distribution of power, not a congregation of power. And that's what we've seen far, far too much of in this country. Folks, this kind of stuff may seem silly to you, but actually, not too long ago, it was required reading in school. It should still be, frankly. These are the types of things like Common Sense by Thomas Paine, the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, these items should be read by students and discussed. The Federalist Papers, those are some of the very most important documents about our government, our way of life, our society. And people, should need, people need to understand what these things mean. Why it hasn't been required reading for quite some time, and it's fallen, it's lost. These things have lost some of their luster, if you will, or their attention. And there's so many people that have been attacking the Constitution, particularly the liberal types, Democrats. They talk about it being outdated and state. Well, you know, not really, because what's the alternative? What's the alternative? We've had strongmen throughout all of history, dictators, rulers, kings, all that kind of stuff, communism, build back better. What are you going to do, take away the freedoms and the rights of the people and the governed to go back to that, that's regressive. I'm sorry. I don't want to have anything to do with that. I guess what I'm trying to say is many of the criticisms in common sense of an overbearing, unaccountable government ring as true today as they did in 1776. That's what I mean by we need a 1776 moment of freedom. Now, unfortunately, they had to fight a bloody revolution. My hope is that does not occur again. There are bloodless revolutions. My hope is that exactly is what happens. Like I said, a renaissance of freedom. That's what I would love to see. 
the people recognizing that just like in the Declaration, and again, I quote, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, and the ends it's referring to is the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. You know, we have an opportunity to alter this government. We can alter the government by altering who's up there in charge, who's doing these things, who's causing the direction of the country to go the way it's going. One of the strongest messages that could be sent is what if most of the elected officials were gone? You know, the entire House of Representatives, entire 435 representatives that they're there are all up for re-election. And outside of about 10% of them, I'm going to say maybe 15% of them, who vote against needless spending, unwinnable wars, open borders, there's probably 15, maybe, unless I'll be generous, maybe 20% of them up there vote against those types of things. The rest of them, the other 80% need to go. They're not representing the people. Because again, like the Declaration says, it's the right of the people to alter it or abolish it. I prefer to alter what we have because we have a great system. It's been great for over 200 years. For It's been the best system that humankind has ever seen. So I'd hate to just throw out the baby with the bathwater, but we got to get rid of We have the wrong people up there with the wrong focus, and we need to send a message. The strongest message has probably ever been seen. I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the next segment because I'm sharing some thoughts about our country and about the future, and I'll tie it into some financial stuff, I promise. But I think these are things that are extremely, extremely important. If you want help on how to navigate the economic challenges that are, I believe are still ahead of us, I think 2024 is going to be a chaotic year. It's an election year, and I think it's going to be a crazy ride. If you want to learn to navigate this and thrive, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. Stay tuned in the next segment. I'm going to share a few other thoughts about this that I think are extremely valuable and you don't want to miss. Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.